What is up, Steel? Study it. Happy Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, episode number 153 of the study session. I am your host here, Jeremy Ritz, coming to you on a Tuesday in November at the halfway point of this wonderful month. Thanksgiving is next week, y'all. I hope that you're ready, gearing up. Nice time where the world slows down just a little bit. We get to spend time with family and friends, get some relaxation, and I'm wishing that to you and to yours. But again, as I always like to start the show with my gratitude to all of you, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of the Still Study for listening to the study sessions, listening to the Still Study podcast, reading my work, it truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday mailbag on the study session where I answer your questions and would love to have your takes on this weekend's episode. And also, too, I do a podcast, another podcast with Jim Wexel of the Steel City Insider. It is called the Steel City Insider Podcast. We just recorded on Monday. Typically, we record Tuesday mornings, but we recorded a day early because it was Jim's birthday. So check that out. It is linked in the show notes. And Jim is super insightful and knowledgeable about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you don't want to miss his insight. It's great stuff. So today, Tuesday, it's Tomlin Tuesday. But I wanted to take a moment and really I honed in on the negatives from the Detroit game. I wanted to spend some time just looking at what did go well in that contest. And there were positives. And if we're going to acknowledge what went wrong, if we're going to point out the flaws and where the team needs to grow, then we also equally have to point out what went well. And there is a tendency, too, when a team performs poorly, loses, or in this case, ties, to assume that there was nothing positive that occurred. And you could just lump the entire game into one big bag of failure. Sure, that's an easy thing to do, but there were moments in the game that are worthy of praise. And here's the other thing that I'll say, say and this has been proven to be true this season, is any given Sunday... Any NFL team can win. I said this ahead of the game. Despite the Detroit Lions being 0-8, it means nothing. These are still professionals. There are so many factors that play into which team wins a game. And we've seen it time and time again that teams who should lose when playing teams who are favored sometimes end up winning. Or, in this case, tying. Look at the Buccaneers. I referenced this yesterday. The Buccaneers beat, or excuse me, the Buccaneers got beat by the Washington football team. I'd make the argument that the Washington football team is just as bad as the Lions. The Lions just got a, 
couple unlucky breaks that has kept them at 0-8. The Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills two weeks ago. The Jaguars are probably equally as bad as Detroit. But again, the reason I point this out is it's very easy after a loss, or in this case, after a tie, to condemn the entire team, to say that they're done, to say that they don't have what it takes to make a run. And that's just not informed. Now, you can make the judgment about the Steelers team is that they're they're not a great team. Again, repetitive if you've been listening to the shows. This is an, a gritty, ugly winning team that has no quit. They're not going to blow teams out. Every game is going to be a dogfight. Every game is going to raise your blood pressure. And that's what you can expect. But they're in every contest. So don't give up on them yet. But again, what were the positives from Sunday? Well, first up, I'll go to Najee Harris. Najee Harris continues to show that he is the bell cow back that the Steelers have desperately needed for the longest of time. And he put up 105 rushing yards. He went over 100 yards. And quite honestly, he probably could have had more if he was given more touches. But Harris continues to show vision. He continues to show patience. And not only that, the thing that impresses me most about Harris is he always fights, squirms, crawls, flops for that extra yard. And sometimes that fight, that extra yard turns into two, three, four, five, ten yards. And on one of those occasions, and this is going to happen, a defense is going to think that they have him dead to rights and tackled. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to break loose for a big gainer and maybe even a touchdown. I could see it happening because he just fights through the whistle. That dude isn't down until he is on the ground and the ref blows the whistle. Advice, if I was coaching a defense playing the Steelers, would be exactly that. You don't stop with Harris until you hear the whistle. He just doesn't quit. His play is the embodiment of the Rocky mentality. And we as Steelers fans should be grateful that he is in our backfield. So kudos to Najee. Played another good game. Had a few more receptions. He's on pace to set the rookie rushing record for the Steelers. He's the stud. He's the real deal. And he's a Pittsburgh Steeler, so that's a beautiful thing. So props to Najee. He played another good game and could have had more if given more touches. I also want to give props to two players that really all year defensively have just been consistent. And that starts with Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward literally is holding that defensive line together. 
They're playing with a patchwork unit right now. Isaiah Loudermilk is getting more snaps than anybody anticipated or thought he would get. Henry Mondo is getting snaps. Chris Wormley is a fixture now on that D-line. Isaiah Bugs, But none of them can play at the caliber of Cameron Hayward. And Cameron Hayward continues to be dominant. If it wasn't for Hayward, this would be a really bad, below-average defensive line. It seems whenever a play is needed, Hayward is always there. And that was the case again yesterday. If he could just get some help, if Tuit could get healthy and get out there, that would really give this run defense the shot in the arm that it needs. And I'm holding out hope that Tuit does come back this year. And again, there's still eight games left, so it is possible. And could you imagine if maybe it's the last two or three games and if they are postseason bound, imagine what that could do to uplift this defense. But Cameron Hayward, again, had another positive day. TJ Watt, again, just continues to play tremendously well. Another sack, tenacious off the edge, strong in run support. He dodged major injuries. We don't know what the time frame is for him being out. He is going to miss some time. But TJ was, again, his dominant self. So props to him. Terrell Edmonds, for as much criticism as Terrell Edmonds has received, he was physical, aggressive, tough, didn't do much in terms of coverage, but he blew some plays up in the backfield and really just looked aggressive and physical. And James Pierre, I thought James Pierre played a nice game in place of Joe Hayden. He was the highest graded corner for the Steelers by Pro Football Focus. So he had a nice game as well. And if he can grow into a quality player and develop, the Steelers may have someone who can be a starter if this indeed is Hayden's last season. So again, there were players from that Lions contest who did well, who we have to acknowledge them just as we acknowledge those who played poorly. And now we've got to shift our attention to the Los Angeles Chargers. And listen, it's not going to be easy. They could realistically be without Chase Claypool, Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, Ben Roethlisberger, TJ Watt. They could have some serious holes in the starting lineup heading into this game. But guess what? To quote Tomlin, we do not care. They've got to go in and get the W. And like I said on Monday, I think they're going to. Got a feeling about this game. And I think they're going to pull it out.
And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode 153. I am your host, most grateful, Jeremy Ritz here. Thanking you so much for joining me here today on the study session. Would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Let's connect. And please continue to share with your family and friends. It does mean the world to me. And five, three, and one. Trust me, I wish they would have got a win too. But they're in second place in the AFC North. They've got four more divisional games to go. This is a growing team. We know that they're going to have missteps, misfires. It's going to be ugly. At times, it's going to be close. But one thing you can count on, they're never going to quit. They're never going to get up, give up. And they're going to be in every game. Even if it means a 16-16 tie versus an 0-18. Because you know what? They'll come back the next week against the Chargers and win by 10 points. It's the mystery and the beauty of the NFL and the wonder of your 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team in growth, man. Enjoy the ride. And remember, not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But guess what? You, my black and gold brethren, most certainly are. Peace, everyone. Make it a fantastic Tuesday. Rock your week out.